It's time to start your life the way it is meant to be. There's only one time when it will be too late, and you don't want to wait for that. This is Now or Never. The choice is yours. Your host is Karen Wright. Today, you're about to meet some amazing people. The stories are not always happy ones, but they define a healing process. Listen with an open mind and an open heart. Now, here is Karen Wright. Welcome, listeners. You have tuned in to Now or Never. The choice is yours. And thank you for making the choice and being with us now in the present. I appreciate it so much. Today's listener, we have a wonderful show for you. Two inspiring guests, Bridget Cook-Birch and Alicia Johnson-Niles. So welcome both of you um, for being here today. (laughs) So excited and delighted, Karen. This is fantastic. Good to be here. Thank you. Oh, Alicia, I'm so excited for you. Um, So today's theme is called Live in Your Inspired Story. So listeners, as we begin, June is the beginning of summer, a time for embracing with family and friends, taking vacations, planning adventures, and allowing memories to unfold. Laughter and love of life allow the world to look different. Today, my guests, Bridget and Alicia, will be speaking about transformation in your story, a time to search forward into the next inspiring chapters as your life unfolds, no matter what chapters have gone before. Listeners, you know, as we begin my show that we always, I always like to ground. So let's take the opportunity right now and close your eyes, taking a deep breath in and releasing another deep breath in and releasing. Now bring your hands up around your shoulders like you're giving yourself a big hug. And as you're taking those deep breaths, I want you to either say to yourself or out loud, I am worthy of my love. Let's say that three times. I am worthy of my love. I am worthy of my love. I am worthy of my love. Take another deep breath in. Releasing. And then taking your finger and tapping three times on your chest, repeating the words, accept. Accept, accept, accept. Another deep breath in. And releasing. Listeners, I hope you feel that grounding, feel that connection with earth, with the heavens, and being present and being in the now. Each show we have an affirmation, and as my listeners know, I never look at the card. I shuffle up the card and pop whatever pops out is affirmation for the day. And I invite my guests to lean in and to share with the listeners what you felt or what you thought of when I read this affirmation to you. You ready for this? (laughs) I am joy. (laughs) Of course. I am Joy. Bridget, what do you think about that one? <laughs> oh, that is a lovely one. 
uh, was talking with some authors last night on uh, as I was teaching, and uh, one of them talked about a hummingbird being on this dry, dusty desert trail, and suddenly there was this beautiful hummingbird. And I remembered that the Native Americans, um, to them, that it, that was a, a sign of joy, of drinking of the nectar of life, of as just exactly what you said, the heavens and the earth together. And so just excites me that that's our theme for the day. I am joy. I am joy. Uh, I think we have that choice, just like you were saying, now or never. We always think, I'm going to be joyful or happy in the future. And uh, we have the choice to be joyful right now. I love that. Thank you. Alicia, what about you? Um, first thing um, that came to my mind was when I was a little kid, just like um, just how easy it can be to want to suppress that, but also have that just like bubbling under the surface so much that you just, you know, um, finding the ability to be able to let that release, to be able to allow yourself to be happy. Um, and that's something that I think a lot of us have in us, but at the same time, it's easy to get to suppress that. And I think just being able to embrace that and remember that and just know that our roots are like our deep roots. They really do want to be happy and be that little kid and just, just be, just experience joy. So I appreciate that so much because I think um, oftentimes we get caught up in the world and daily routines and it's so hard we don't allow that little child inside of us to come forward. You know, we suppress mm-hmm. it and life is too short not to be joyful. So mm-hmm. listeners, think about that. I am joy. Write that affirmation down, put it on your sticky note, put it on your mirror like I do with all my affirmations and remember to allow that nectar of life, the little hummingbirds, the simple things that add joy, that childlike inside of you. Allow Allow them to come forward and enjoy life. I love this one. I'm so happy that was pulled today. Because <laughs> awesome. I am very joyful that I have Bridget and Alicia, both dear friends of mine, on today and very powerful women. I want to introduce um, Bridget to our listeners. Bridget Cook Birch is a New York Times and Wall Street Journal best selling author, mentor, and speaker known for um, her riveting stories of transformation. As the founder of Your Inspired Story, her powerful work has been showcased on Oprah, CNN, GMA, Dateline, The History Channel, NPR, and in People, among many others. As the founder of Your Inspired Story, she is a leader, storyteller, trainer, and humanitarian. Her greatest passion is helping others to discover the importance of their own story and to become leaders in their own communities and worldwide. Bridget's many national bestsellers include The Witness Wore Red. And I want to, I'm not going to read about it because I want you to tell our listeners about because I love listening it from you if that's okay that's perfect. <laughs> um, she Bridget is a wonderful woman she is a wife and a mother of three lovely kids and a wonderful husband four I got one she got Bailey <laughs> oh, and a puppy she has a dog too Darren Shepard and two grandkids. <laughs> and two grandkids. Oh, my gosh. She is just amazing, amazing. 
So Bridget, welcome to the show. I'm so excited. So tell us about The Witness Wore Red, what okay. that book is about. Oh, that, that has been one of my favorites to write, even though it was very difficult. It was about the 19th wife of 65 women. Uh, she was born into a polygamous cult and was essentially sold uh, to the prophet so that her father could have more power in the church. And uh, she became the prophet's wife. She had never even kissed a boy. And at age 19, she was given to the, to the prophet, who was more than four times her age. And she was married to him for a time. He was very old. And uh, as I mentioned, and then he died and his son, Warren, took over uh, the um, FLDS. And uh, Warren, you probably have heard of Warren Jeffs. So Mm -hmm. Warren is now um, behind bars for life plus 20 years. And The Witness Were Read is all about Rebecca's personal story of what it took for her to, to come from this place of believing that everything she was told by the prophets were true and real and um, uh, something that she had to live by to finding her own inner truth and um, recognizing that there were unhealthy things that were happening to 12 and 13 and 14 year old girls that Mm -hmm. she would no longer stand for. And she became the face of the faceless and the voice of the voiceless in the courtroom. And uh, it's just an extraordinary story of a woman of courage and just shows, like with you, Karen, and you, Alicia, what one person can do to change the world. So I am still constantly inspired by her. Yeah, I remember um, I read that. I read the book, and I, I, woof, I'm going to get emotional here. But I had it was a hard. It was hard for me to read it. That things like that happen today, and. Um, you have also written a couple other, you write these books that are like not easy to write or to read. <laughs> and we're going to share, you and Alicia are working on Alicia's story. And later in the show, listeners, we're going to be talking to them about this book that they, I've had the privilege to read the first draft um, as a beta reader. And I was just so inspired. Um, but we're not going to say what the name of the book is yet because we want listeners to stay in. <laughs> We're going to keep them on the edge. We're going to to own her glory. Yeah, we're going to dangle the little carrot to keep people going. Well, I wanted to mention something, if that's okay, really quickly about The Witness War Red. I've got two friends. um, I have several that read it because I gave it to them for gifts and things like that. And one of them, Diana Piper, I remember she was reading it and she was on your show before. And I remember we're neighbors and she texted me late at night and she's like, do you hear that siren? It's making me mad. It's making me put this book down and I don't want to. And my other friend, the same thing. She's just like, I had to go to the bathroom and I had to put my book down. So they were mad because they were that into it. So yeah. anyway, I thought it was kind of funny. It yeah. is. It's amazing. So Bridget, how did you, how did you get going? How did you start doing the work that you're doing? How did well, you become the author and the writer and the teacher? Like you're a jack of all trades, and I love it. <laughs> well, the teaching came second, but the learning came first, and I think that happens for a lot of people, right? Um, I had to first be on a journey where I discovered um, the power of story, and and one of the biggest things that happened to me was I had a near-death experience in my early 20s, and it rocked my world. Um, I almost died. 
I was given a second chance at life. And when I left the hospital, I saw humanity in such a different way than I ever had before. I had this gift of being able to see the world. It was, and, and just look into anyone's eyes and to be able to see love there um, just because of this divine experience I had. So uh, I had the opportunity, I was young married, uh, had the opportunity to work with young at-risk youth in Denver. And I saw how their stories were influencing every everyday life decisions, you know, and they, they thought that they did not have choices and it was because mm. of the stories they lived in. And uh, when they would change their story, when something would influence that, then I would watch their lives take off in these remarkable ways. And it just enthralled me. And I kept seeing this power of story. So I wrote about a former skinhead who changed his life and then began to teach kids to stay out of gangs. And then I also um, uh, wrote about the daughter of a serial killer and how she overcame that box of beliefs and, and the stories that she came from to claim an extraordinary life. Now she's a producer in LA and is doing amazing things. So I just, um, I firsthand saw it in myself and then witnessed it in other people. So I, I absolutely love that. How do you create like the work-life balance and your personal joy? <laughs> That's a great question, especially with joy being paramount. I'm one, I honestly have to be careful because I can be a workaholic. Um, stories are important to me. Writing is important to me. Helping other people with their stories is important to me. And family is important to me. So I have these juxtapositions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I constantly have to watch, but I have reminders of joy all around me. Uh, I have a honey, hummingbird feeder right out my window. Uh, have, you know, make sure that I'm scheduling time with family and with the things that, that bring me joy. And I'm doing what I love. So um, it's, it's easier to balance. I think um, some people who hate what they do in, as far as work, it can be a really difficult thing. I'm surrounded by joy on a daily basis. I just have to, the work-life balance can sometimes be a little, a little uh, challenging at times. Yeah. And I think that's um, balancing. I think it's, it's an app. I mean, you, you really have to pay attention to the balancing and stuff, but um, Bridget helped me with my my book Now or Never Shine Baby Shine and she was my mentor and my coach and my my teacher and she taught me so much but I know how needy I am <laughs> and all of it I'm like Bridget what about this what about this what about? I'm like I'm and if you have like 20 of us 50 of us that you're working with I am so sorry <laughs> You are so cute, Karen. We do get needy in our stories, but that's a normal, natural thing. And I feel like um, the gifts that I was given in life are able to help me to be patient with other people. And I really love to see you talked about transformation, the transformation that happens when people dig and dive deeply into their own story, their own past, their own reasons for believing the things that they have believed about themselves, because mm-hmm. then they can transform. And so um, thank you for the apology, but it's not needed. <laughs> it's such an honor to work with authors and people on their books and stories. Well, and it was, um, 
I appreciate the fact that you shared with the listeners your, you know, that you did have a near-death experience because to me, near-death, that's a form of loss in a certain way. Like you saw, you saw the other side and you, you made the choice of coming back. And you put aside, you know, that loss of being able to cross over to the other side on hold. And you found your gifts. And I think I would love you to share with the listeners um, maybe a little bit about what you went through or what your thoughts were when you did step back into this life. I would be happy to share that with you. Um, it was a little bit difficult because when I had that near death, I was surrounded by unconditional love. Like I'd grown up adopted and my adoptive parents were amazing, phenomenal people. So I had felt loved from the first day in their arms when I was six months old. I had felt that love. This unconditional love, though, is so extraordinary that it it vibrated in every cell of my being and it completely changed my way of looking at life and the world and everything else. But it was it was difficult to go from that that place of such peace and love and acceptance like that unconditional love didn't care all the mistakes I made didn't care how much debt I was in as a student didn't care you know all about the things that I thought were so important just loved me for me and to walk back into the world of you know I I don't know if I'm going to pass my test tomorrow in college and you know I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep this job and all of the things that young people face that's where I was at and it it was a struggle but I do also want to share that it was such an extraordinary gift because I also saw what was possible for me and and for me to be able to share with other people so for me, I think that's why I have been able to work with high-risk youth and, mm-hmm. you know, cultists and skinheads and family of serial killers and, you know, Alicia's extraordinary story and where she comes from and what she was able to do with her life. I think that deep abiding love gifted me to be able to see more with those eyes. Like I would never claim to be heaven-like, <laughs> but I do like to bring as much heaven here as I possibly can, if that makes sense. Yes, no, it totally makes sense. Listeners, we have been speaking with Bridget and her amazing journey, her near-death experience, and how that's transformed her, being able to see the true character, the true love, the unconditional love for every walk of life and the importance of humanity. And she is she brings joy to everyone. She walks into the room. She lights it up. We will be right back after this break. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. 
Whether you are a first-time homeowner, downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands-on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Path Summit. Visit yourbestmoveyet.net. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth. Live now and shine. Visit shinenowornever.com or look for the book on amazon.com. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. To connect with the program today, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again is Karen Wright. Welcome back, listeners. We've had the privilege of speaking with Bridget Cook, a mentor, a teacher, an author, my friend. And she was just speaking to us a little bit about her near-death experience before we went into break. And during the break, we were talking about, you know, how trauma and, and things like that kind of open our eyes a little bit and you look at life differently and you understand that this moment might be the only moment that we have and to make the most out of it. And our affirmation, I am joy is goes hand in hand with, with all of this. And there's, um, I wanted to ask Bridget a couple more things because she is so, so talented and she's, she does, retreats and she's a speaker I mean that's how I met Bridget was um she actually was a speaker at our uh, YCC for the Bad Women's Shelter Gala in 2019 I think 2018 and um she was talking about this the stories and that we all have a story we can write and all this stuff and I went up to her afterwards and I'm like Bridget I'm like you can write my story and she goes no you can write your story and I was like <laughs> like I don't even journal I don't even write and she's like you can do it and the the relationship began and so maybe tell I would love the listeners for you to explain like your retreats and what you do and teaching in the year program because you have a lot to offer for people if they're interested 
Well, thank you. I appreciate that. As I mentioned, I, I, um, I wasn't expecting this because we were going to talk about other things, but I do love for people to have a safe place to explore their own stories. And so I developed the, what's called the Inspired Writers Retreat. And it's a place where we get away in the mountains for three and a half days. Uh, it happens just a few times a year, but it is wonderful. We're in a, a private little secluded cabin. Uh, we have chefs, as you know, that uh, cater to our every needs and they take care of what we need as far as the food. So we can dive deeply into each of our books and we're, um, there's a lot of intensive instruction and a lot of group interaction because sometimes, you know, working on your book can be a solitary experience. And so it's really wonderful to be surrounded by authors in a small group, be able to have your voice be heard and your story witnessed. And so that's one of my favorite things. And then I also have uh, moving from that into a 12-week program or even a full-year program, especially for someone like Karen, who, is, who said, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to own my voice. I'm ready to be a leader. I'm ready to uh, have my story be heard and to help other people. And that's, those are the most delicious authors that I love to work with when they've, they've experienced, as you talk about, these turning points, these major turning points in in their lives. And they're like, I want to use this for good now. I want this to be something that I can share and help transform others. And that's why um, people like Karen and Alicia and others, uh, it's just a joy to be able to work with because you're not stuck in victim mode. Uh, You have moved way beyond that into Mm -hmm. wanting to use your story for good as a victor, as a leader. And um, so at yourinspiredstory.com, you can find out more information or find me on Facebook at M. Bridget Cook. Uh, and I would absolutely love to hear about you, hear about your book, hear about your stories, what you're thinking of. I help people who are just barely getting started all the way through to those who say, you know, I've written my book. I'm not really proud of it. I want it to be better. Can you please help me to have a juicier read that somebody can't put down and is going to affect someone halfway around the world? I'm like, yes, that's my. So I love that. And I love, I love the word juicy. Bridge is always talking juicy stuff. <laughs> you say that and it makes me smile because it, it is. And there's one thing about when I was writing my book that I asked my writing angels to help me with, you know, and Kalina, Kalina, my daughter, because the book's about her and stuff. But I said, I always would ask, please let people feel my words. I want them to feel it. And if the words aren't juicy and, and Bridget knows my limited vocabulary, (laughs) she'll say things sometimes. I'm like, what does that mean? (laughs) But the cool thing about it is you will always ask and then you look it up and then you're like, I really love that word. I'm going to use that word now. I know. It's juicy. I love it. <laughs> oh, Bridget, thank you so much. We're going to, after our next break, come back. And So don't go away. You're staying here with me. <laughs> I will stay here with you. you okay. <laughs> I want to take the time and introduce Alicia Johnson-Niles. She is an author and speaker with a profound message of hope. From childhood, from childhood, her entire life was affected by her father's murder while he was serving in the U.S. Navy. 
deep-rooted grief and curiosity caused her to seek the truth behind the conspiracies abroad. Um, the USS Richard S. Edwards and her father's death. Suddenly, she felt an intense connection with her father on almost a daily basis. Now, she goes on through her life. Alicia continues to learn and grow. She, her understanding, heart, quick sense of humor, and unconquerable determination has opened doors and created life-changing connections that continue to be a blessing. She is um, newly married. <laughs> and I am so excited to have you here, Alicia. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's an honor, honestly. I was just like, yeah, wait, 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 what? <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> so in the bio, there's a lot about your book. And I, I didn't read it. I kind of skipped skimmed over because I want to hear from you just like with with Bridget about Mm -hmm. the witness war red so tell the listeners your story like you you have a story and a journey and passion that when I read the book I was I was blown when I you know I was blown away I get blown away (laughs) reading books sometimes and I'm like what the heck and I'm reading yours and it was such an honor to you know be a, be- a beta reader for it so tell our listeners a little bit about your life story and what you've been through how oh, goodness is well it's kind of funny one reason I connected with Bridget when I first started writing is I'm like I've been living this I don't know what what pieces go where but um in a nutshell um the biggest thing I can say is you know Bridget had her near-death experience I had this push that I couldn't stop. It's like, I kind of think if you guys have seen the movie Frozen 2, um, where Elsa is drawn and she hears this voice and it sounds almost kind of like, who are you weirdo? But no, it's like, I just felt this draw and like there's thought in the back of my mind that would not let me stop. First of all, I grew up afraid of everything. I mean, I, it's funny because I've got this, a really powerful memory of being a toddler and thinking the worst, thinking, you know, my mom would leave and I'd hold my breath till she'd come home. So I lived in terror. And so my book basically goes from um, here. I was this child who was afraid of everything growing up into an adult who was afraid of everything. It's something that has stuck. And yet, but at the same time, having this drive um, and this push. And again, it's, I started to recognize it as my dad's voice as, you know, kind of showing me a little bit more of who I was and also that he needed me to do something. And it didn't come overnight. It wasn't this huge message or anything like that. But as I started to listen to those feelings and acting on them, I'd see miracles happen. And um, I, from the time I was a teeny kid, it's like if there was something that needed to be done that I wanted, I was going to do it. My spirit animal is a pit bull. I'm not kidding. And that is how I've been throughout this whole thing, throughout this process. I mean, being afraid of my own shadow, but at the same time, if it's got to be done, it's got to be done. So, um, it went from me being terrified and finally facing my biggest fears. I always felt this distrust for the U.S. Navy, and I was always a little bit afraid of a killer coming out to kill us. I didn't know about if my dad's killer, it was almost kind of a subconscious fear that he was loose, but realistically, of course, the Navy would have taken care of him. And then I found Mm -hmm. out when I was working with Bridget, he was. And it's just, the book goes into, I'm not going to go into too many details, but it goes into 
how I and we, Bridget and I together, faced this killer who had the wherewithal, who had, he could have gone anywhere whenever he wanted to, and also mm-hmm. faced the Navy and called them out on what they did wrong. And the absolute, like, you know, going back to the whole Elsa thing, it's like she felt driven and she didn't know why. I didn't know. And I had people telling me, you've got to stop. What are you doing? And it's not like I was kind of going crazy, but at the same time, until I had my answers, until I had my resolution, something would not let me stop. And when it finally did, it was the most peaceful. I felt like my dad was just like, thank you. This is what I needed to have done. And anyway. Well, and that's really powerful when, when you feel that urge mm-hmm. and you know it's, it's, not, it's not from you. It's a higher yeah. power or something telling you, keep moving, keep moving. You've got to do this. You've got to do this. Mm-hmm. If, if you could go back and relive your childhood, mm-hmm. what would you do to change it? Like, how would it, how would you see it differently? If you could. I might get emotional. I'm kind of emotional right now, but um, <sighs> I grew up thinking my own thoughts. I have a wonderful family, but believing that because God took my dad, I wasn't worth anything. And I believe that. And I'd go back to that couch potato, eating all the leftovers and gaining weight and hating herself. And I'd get her playing sports. I'd get her dancing. I'd get her to do the things that she wanted to do. That's what I would change is getting her to live instead of being an insecure living in the TV shadow. Basically, that's what I would do. So I appreciate you sharing that because that is there's I think most people look back and think I would do things a little bit differently Mm -hmm. and what I love about you, Alicia, is that you're no longer afraid. You found that courage and you've allowed that little girl to step forward now. Mm-hmm. And you have created your happily ever after with what you're doing in life. And you found the married dreams. Tell me about this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. it's It's been crazy. I am. I will own my age. I'm 47 years old. And um, it's funny because it's like, you know, you mentioned fear and overcoming fear. My, um, my tagline is unlikely courage. And um, one thing about courage, and I was thinking about it this morning as I was walking around, um, is who is it that says it's not the absence of being in fear? It's the um, going forward despite it or something like that. It's like you've yeah. got that fear and you still do it. And so that is one thing that I, I would like to share with the listeners is, you know, it's having that courage doesn't mean you're fixed. It fixed. It doesn't mean you're done. It means that you know how to do it. And um, being married, like I spent my whole life wanting to be worthy of somebody's love and wanting to be worthy, you know, and you go to those cliches until you can love yourself. You can't be loved. I kind of don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of think that it's, I don't know. It's kind of a double-sided little bit of a slap in the face, but it's just, I spent my life working to be worthy and then thinking, oh, you know, once I achieve this, then I've made it and it's going to be smooth sailing. And um, there are times when it's tempting to kind of slip back into some of those habits and realize that, you know what, no, this is who I am. And to remember that the divine, the solid, the tenacious, the happy, the joyous person is still there. And there's also opposition trying to push her down. And that exists even though I found the man of my dreams and he is wonderful. I mean, yes, let me choose the best year ever to get married and move across the country when I am afraid of my own shadow. I have to take a Xanax to fly sometimes still. But, you know, I learned from a doctor that that's normal. 
it's okay. You know, so I mean, I want the listeners who are afraid and have some anxiety to know it's okay. You know, you just got to not stop your life for that. But like, you know, anyway, coming out here and just knowing that I think part of the unlikely courage is having the unlikely courage to know that those things, those triggers are still there and that it's not, you can't stop working, I think. Right. And courage to me, I mean, fear is all around us every day. Right. And that I think can, can motivate many people to find the courage to move forward. Mm -hmm. Fear can be to me kind of a good thing, right? Just like what you said. Yeah. You know, because you're learning to overcome and you've, you've done so much in the last couple of years. I mean, it blows me away. And to, to hear, because I didn't really know that about you. I would never have pictured that you had fear or, you know, things like that because you come across, you're just a solid person to me in my eyes. And I love that. And you're courageous and everything that you've been through has been amazing. Um, Do you ever feel like your father's with you? What is that connection with your father? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, um, I didn't realize I was grieving when I was a little kid. I pushed it away. Society, we've got some norms that I really, Bridget and I pushed against like crazy in the book where it's just kind of like, you know, you were too young and things like that. And he would come up in very, very unmistakable ways. And there it shows up in the book that we're going to share some things like that. But it's, um, I have dreams sometimes, but mostly it's just thoughts like, out of the blue, not my language. Like I told my mom, as I got a little bit older, it's like, I had this thought and it was this, 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 and this. And she's like, that's how your dad talks. Um, Another thing he uses is music. Um, His favorite hymn was the morning breaks. And that would show up like one day, literally three times in a row at church. Like I worked at different churches in the same building, but still like he's very noisy. And um you know, or else just thoughts out of nowhere. Like it, the chapter on my website is Weghorst hasn't handled it well. There was a man named Weghorst and I, I had that thought and I re- reached out to him and sure enough, he was mental. He was retired for mental, um, for mental illness because of my dad's death. So, well, listeners, we've been lis- um, speaking with Alicia and her journey, her, her father's her father's death and when we come back we are going to dive deeper into the book that her and Bridget have been writing and exploring and learning and some of their stories and encounters that they've had we'll be right back after this break us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth, live now, and shine. Visit shinenowornever.com or look for the book on amazon.com. 
Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. Whether you are a first-time homeowner, downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands-on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Paths summit visit your best move yet.net live up to your fullest potential this is the voice america empowerment channel you are listening to now or never the choice is yours to connect with the program today please call us at 1-888-346-9141 That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again is Karen Wright. Listeners, welcome back. I hope you found some joy in listening to our guest today. We've been speaking with Alicia right before break and her journey as as a child and losing her father and her connection with her dad still to this day and her life. And I'm going to bring Bridget back and Alicia back because we're moving on to this next segment about Alicia's book. And so Alicia, I would love you. First of all, I want each of you to share. So I don't forget your contact information, how the listeners can get a hold of you to ask questions, to email you, anything like that, whatever you feel comfortable in sharing, um, I ask you to do that. So, Bridget, could you share with everyone? Yeah, thank you. My website is yourinspiredstory.com, and there's contact information on there, or you can just simply email me, Bridget, B-R-I-D-G-E-T, at yourinspiredstory.com. That's probably the easiest way to get in touch with me, but you're welcome to find me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, super happy to talk with you. Okay. And Alicia, what about for you? Okay. So um, Alicia.Niles, I'm only my last name, my, G- my Gmail is Alicia. It's two L's in there. Um, my husband's cousin is Alicia Niles with one L. Actually, she's married, so it's different. Wow. But um, yeah, but it's Alicia, A-L-L-I-C-I-A dot Niles at Gmail. And also, drumroll, here's the title of our book, angelinarlington.com. So <laughs> I've got my website up there. Um, Bridget and I came up with that title together, driving home from one of her retreats, and it was I love I love that name, Angels in Arlington. So tell um there's a point you mentioned earlier, Alicia, where you were scared for your life, not knowing where, you know, like first of all, what happened to your dad. So the whole story was kind of kind of explained nutshell, this kind of storyline without giving too much detail. Mm-hmm. Um 
because we don't want to give it away to the listeners, but we want right. to entice them. Right. So, um, well, my, like, my book, Bridget and I have been working on it to make it something a little bit universal. There's an element of true crime, which my dad's death was covered up. We found out grossly. Um, my dad's killer was on the loose. We found that out, you know, and that's kind of towards the middle where we find these things out, but the, it starts out and then it's also spiritual. So we've got the spiritual, we've got the true crime and um, we also have the strength and the overcoming and coming to justice. There's several different facets in the book and, um, you know, the core of me basically in the book, it talks about here I am as a woman who, you know, I, I started researching my dad's death when I was 30 and it was just nudge after nudge after nudge. And I was, I hated my past. Um, I was terrified of my future and I felt stuck where I was. And I feel like there are a lot of people who are there. And what this book does is it goes through and it's very raw and real about the past, about the present, about what it takes to move forward. And it was like, there was this big solid iron wall. There were several, there was my dad's killer. There was the Navy. And there was the fact that the Navy called my dad's death an accident when they told my family it was murder and overcoming that. So, and that's huge. I was before the show, my son's like, Hey, so who's on your show today? And so I was telling him, and I'm, and I'm like, and Alicia's running this book and her father was murdered on a Navy ship and they covered up. And it's kind of like, they have to walk kind of lightly because this is, this is the Navy you're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's the Navy back then. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. No, tell, yeah. Explain that. It's the Navy back then. One thing I want to, and we're, we're, we've worked to make this clear in the book is I love and respect our, our military. Mm -hmm. I understand that back then, and this is something that I had to come to the piece to on my own. Was it okay that I covered it up? Probably not. Did they feel it necessary? You know, I have, there's a fine line between honoring and respecting them. And then over 40 years later going, okay, can the family please have some peace? And so that's one thing I want to make sure that comes across is yes, I know that there are reasons because sometimes other lives can be lost, you know, if there are things that need to be kept quiet. And so I, I definitely want to convey my love and respect for the Navy, but at the same time, you know, people can reach out to their congressman like we did. Congressman Chris Stewart was wonderful. Um, there are resources out there. And that's one thing that we discovered is that there are people who want to help. So, And I love that because I think so often um, people get, people don't respect where we live in this country of freedom and what the, what men and women have done to fight for it, for us. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you when you said, you know, sometimes things are covered up. Maybe we don't understand them Mm -hmm. because we were in a situation or more lives could have been jeopardized or this and that. Mm -hmm. And so I know things happen to protect maybe more people. But I also believe that, you know, it is integrity to be able to come forward and say, yes, this happened. And Mm -hmm. you had that help. And I know there's a little story of kind of meeting the murderer that's Bridget okay Bridget (laughs) you're on (laughs) well it it was fascinating because you know we had some naval records that were given to her mom and then Alicia was trying to get more records and the Navy was refusing to give them to her 
And so we were left with a lot more questions than we had answers. And uh, to find out that, you know, Smiley is still alive and that he's living in this place back East and, um, uh, and is free on a, you know, on his own recognizance. And, and we recognize that at some point he had, um, you know, uh, he had escaped the U S Navy. And so we didn't know what we were going to find. And we didn't know, um, if he was on drugs or if he was mentally, um, uh, had issues because it, it seemed apparent from some of the stories and also from the, from the records that, that this was happening, but we just didn't know for sure. So it was a dangerous thing for, you know, this man who had murdered her father to meet Alicia and Alicia had hired some amazing um, uh, former military men who were working as private investigators. And they just, they, they were like, we just don't feel good about you coming out there. And I'm like, well, cool. <laughs> and it's, I mean, I've dealt with skinheads and serial killers and other things. And this is one thing that I do know is that there is a human element to all of this no matter what circumstances we ever come across. Um, but I did have, Alicia knows this, I did have like this cover story we were going to give to uh, her father's killer and everything else. And when I knocked on his doorstep and he answered the door, it all went away. And I just, I just told him the truth. And I said, look, I, I, I know what happened uh, to some degree on the USS Richard S. Edwards in 1976 and I don't think you've ever been given the opportunity to tell your side of the story would you be willing to do this and I was terrified we had a getaway car you know and I had I had a, a, a one of the gentlemen beside me who was my friend you know and they were on high alert uh, but eventually he did agree and um, we met in a hotel after a lot of rigmarole uh, and I interviewed him for seven and a half hours. And I remember just um, the emotions inside of me of, you know, this man is responsible for a 40-year legacy of fear mm -hmm. in the entire Johnson family. And, um, and to finally know some of that truth and be able to, to speak to Alicia, who was Waiting like this on bated breath, you know, with so the, terrifying. With, <laughs> and, you know, and we're we're in the hotel room and we have someone right next door and I'm in with my bodyguard and everything, but you know, she's waiting to hear what's gonna happen and it it was it was intense. It was very intense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like I remember when you shared that story at one of the retreats and I'm like going, You did what? <laughs> but I also love the fact that you saw the the human you saw you saw him as a person and getting his side of the story and allowing that to step forward because i'm sure that's that that weightness or pain he felt all those years for doing there's so many things that you know we do that we regret you know as we get older and being able to step into that and own it and you know, uh, I think, Alicia, you gave him a beautiful gift of being able um, to forgive. It took a long time. It's, it did take a long time. Yeah. 
but it, it, it came. So over time, it, it, it took a few years after actually for me to fully be able to feel that, but I did want his help. I did see him as a human where before he was a monster. Yeah. Where I think that's, and that's beautiful. And, you know, I believe that people are put into each other's lives and you and Bridget getting together and allowing your story to unfold and allowing the research and Bridget's support and you guys doing this together, you're going to touch thousands of lives with your book. And it just, I'm excited for it. Do we have like a lunch date? Do we have when the book's coming forward yet? Can we share any of that? I don't know. Wait. <laughs> Looking at me, so Bridget. <laughs> I do have one thought I wanted to share after this briefly, but. No, go for it, please. Well, the biggest thing, the biggest reward, well, one of the biggest rewards, there have been several and it's, they've been unexpected, but the biggest thing is there's, um, People like Bridget Scott, an author that she's working with, and I'm probably going to cry when I say this, but she's not the only one who's come to me and said, because you did this, I can too. And there's one girl who her story, oh my gosh, I can't wait for her book to come out. But she's hired the same private investigator I did. But I've had several people say, you did this, so I can too. And it invites people to share their stories. So. Well, I and to appreciate have that, that unlikely courage that you found too, Alicia, because as you mentioned, being terrified your entire life and then to have to face a killer and the U.S. Navy and for people to, you know, read about it and understand about it and to see, oh, this is how I can do mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. It's extraordinary. You've been such a light to so many. Yeah. Listeners, we have been, we have been just blessed today with Bridget and Alicia both with us and I never got a launch date did I <laughs> Bridget you answer I'm teasing you I'm teasing Bridget you say whatever you want we don't have an exact launch date but we we recognize that the book could be stronger and better and um so we're in the middle of a of a final rewrite and it already so much better like Karen when you read it you're going to be like I can't believe this is the same book but it's the the same story and so worth it oh my goodness yes yes we're at the end of it it feels like it and it's and we are shooting for the top good this needs to get out there so well if I know you too it will be the top (laughs) it will be number one bestseller New York bestseller the whole thing people are going to go crazy I'll be like I knew her win Coming from a best-selling author. Thank you, Karen. You. <laughs> so, yes. uh, Listeners, thank you for sharing and being with us today. And remember our affirmation for the, for the week. I am joy. The breath is a gift of life. Choose now and live. Remember, the world is not for sissies. We're here to experience our own story as we each walk our personal journeys. Have an amazing day and thank you for choosing to be here now. Until next week, sending you all love and light. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Now or never, the choice is yours can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll join us again soon. 